Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor. I'm coming to you today from the unceded traditional territories of the Tecumlips Tishikwetmik people, and I want to express my deep gratitude that I'm able to live, work, and play on these beautiful lands. Most employers and HR professionals don't want to think about their employees leaving the organization, especially in this labor market. In HR, our focus is usually on onboarding new employees and less about successfully exiting folks. But when you think about it logically, if new employees are joining, much of the time it means someone is leaving. The reality is people leave and join organizations all the time. According to a few statistics sites, worldwide, on average, people will hold approximately 12 jobs in their lifetime. And in Canada, the average is 15. Even as someone who has worked for a number of different organizations over the course of my career and who is on an entirely new career path now, that number was much higher than I expected. But what it tells us is that within our own careers, we can expect more than a few farewells. And what you may not know is that the way you exit an organization can have a huge impact on your future career opportunities. So on today's show, I'm talking about how you can avoid some common mistakes and plan a graceful and professional exit when you leave your organization for a new opportunity or path. You might be surprised what you learn. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Before I get into how to plan your graceful and professional exit, let's talk about why it's important. I believe there are a few reasons why leaving on good terms is a great idea. For starters, you never know when you might need a reference from your former employer. There is nothing worse than applying for a new role and feeling like you can't ask your supervisor or manager at your last place of employment for a reference. If you listen to episode 51, Preparing for Reference Checks, you know that I believe employers should push to speak to someone who directly supervised the employee. And if you're the job candidate and you're not able to give your last supervisor, that could really hurt your chances or plant doubt in the mind of your potential employer. They might be like, hey, why can't they get a reference from there? I know that's what I would be thinking. You also want to be mindful of how small the world really is. We say this all the time, but today you're leaving this role and you may be thinking, well, what do I care? I'm never going to see these people ever again, or maybe that's just your wishful thinking, but you don't actually know that. It might be a few job applications down the road or in some other context, maybe even in your personal life. But the likelihood of your paths crossing again are not zero, especially if you're all working in the HR field. It's a really small world and people move around. So you never know when you might be sitting across the desk or on the other end of an email where you need something from your former employer. 
This also goes for coworkers and the managers and employees you work with. For example, you may find yourself working in a volunteer capacity alongside a manager you supported in your HR role, and it will be really uncomfortable and awkward if you left on bad terms and they're not willing to engage with you or you're uncertain about how to approach them. Your coworkers are also part of your network and you may find yourself at the same events or they may be interviewing you for your dream job one day. You just never know where you might end up and how your paths may cross. The only way to make sure you don't have to worry about it is to make sure you exit on good terms, even if you don't like them. Plus, it's just good professional etiquette to leave a job on a positive note. It shows respect for your employer and colleagues and demonstrates your professionalism, which of course helps you carry on with your career without any fear about who you're going to run into and where. Now, I know from personal experience that you may not be leaving your job by your choice or under positive circumstances. Not all employers are awesome and they don't always treat employees in the most professional and respectful way when they leave. And there are some leaders you can't wait to see the back of. That's okay. This can be really challenging and frustrating. And unfortunately, it's oh so normal. But you can't control who they are or what they do. What you do have control over is how you react to it and how you leave the organization. Even if the circumstances aren't amazing, I encourage you to use the strategies I'm about to share with you to leave on as good of a note as possible. Not really for them, but do it for you, for your future and your own self-respect and quite frankly, your sanity, because it always feels better when you can leave the organization with your head held high. So let's talk about a few strategies for leaving an employer or organization professionally and with grace. My first suggestion is that you give ample notice. A lot of people don't know this, but in most places, and unless you have an employment contract that says otherwise, you are not legally entitled to give any amount of notice to your employer. If they are choosing to exit you, it's a completely different story, but you're not legally required to give them notice. However, I believe that would be a huge career misstep. One of the best ways to leave on good terms is to leave them with as much time as possible to replace you. Now, the standard for most notice periods is two weeks. But depending on your role and level in the organization, you may want to give a little more time. As an HR professional, you will be harder to replace than someone in other roles, so more time is often better. This is, of course, important to think about when you're accepting another opportunity as well. If you want to give your current employer more time and leave on a positive note, it's a really good idea to negotiate a later start date with your future employer. I know this is not always possible, but it's worth asking for. And if you are the desired candidate, you're in a position to negotiate. And to be honest, if you say to your no new employer, hey, look, I really want to leave my last place of employment in a positive way. I want to make sure that I transition my work. They're going to respect you for that. 
and probably be able to negotiate with you a little bit more. Now, the question is always, how much time is the right amount of time? And that's really difficult to answer. I would say if you're at an HR advisor level and it may take your employer a couple of months to replace you, try and give at least three weeks notice or maybe even a little bit longer. That said, long goodbyes can also be really difficult on both sides. I once made a departure fairly early in my career and it meant a physical move for my family. So I knew well in advance that I was going, we hadn't sold our house yet, there was, there was lots to figure out. So I was able to give my employer five weeks notice. And I have to say, it was not awesome. <laughs> Every meeting for five weeks, I felt like I was explaining myself to someone, explaining why I was leaving. And I think it was also really challenging on my coworkers. Yes, it gave them more time to find someone, but because of my inevitable departure was looming over many conversations, it was difficult for everyone. That said, five or six weeks might feel perfectly right to you. It's really hard for me to say, but what I do suggest you do is buy yourself some time when you negotiate your new job offer, if you can, and try to leave your current team as much time as possible to transition you and your work. It's also important to remember that if you're not replaced before you go, which you probably won't be depending on what level you are in the organization or if there's internal candidates, you will be adding extra work to the coworkers you're leaving behind. So again, as much notice as is possible and reasonable is usually best. Now this leads me nicely to my next strategy, thinking about your coworkers and what you're leaving behind. I really recommend that you finish up as many work projects as you possibly can and make sure that your work in progress is organized and really easy to hand over to someone else. Now they may not do exactly what you do, so that can come with challenges, but really important to do the best you can with this. Once the news of your departure has set in and your manager boss has gotten over the shock or disappointment about losing you or the happiness for your next step, they will quickly move on to the practical matter of your work and what's going to happen to it. And this is where you can ensure that you are spoken highly of when you are gone and where a solid reference can be secured. Leaving your manager and your coworkers scrambling to find where you are at with different files or projects projects is not a really great parting gift for them. It will probably be impossible to finish up all your projects, but it is 100% doable to create a roadmap for the completion of your projects, or at least for the most part or the next the next obvious steps in whatever you're working on. This might take the form of a spreadsheet or a table. Um, it might be a series of emails that you send to various people. It completely depends on the work you're doing, but definitely a really good idea to try and finish up as much as you can. I also think it's a good plan to physically meet with someone on the team to hand over your work. Doing this all by email or documents 
can be difficult because what you're writing makes really good, perfect sense in your mind, but someone else reading it might have questions. So if you work remotely, I would set up a Zoom call. If you work even part-time face-to-face, then I would meet with someone on the team face-to-face to hand over my work. Again, if your replacement is not hired when you leave, ask your manager who you can pass everything on to and then meet with that person. If you have any specific contact, either internally or externally, um, with clients or other people you're working with, it's also good to make sure they know where things are at and who you'll be handing the work to or what the plan is for completing it. If you have a client group, like if you're in an HR advisor role and you have specific managers or supervisors you work with, I recommend that you meet with them each individually to let them know that you're leaving and to explain what the plan is. If you can wait until there is a plan before you meet with them, that's ideal, but it's not always possible. And it's really good if they can hear it from you. Remember, it's not just the people in your department whose path you may cross again in the future. You may end up working with the same clients again, the same managers, supervisors. So make sure you take good care of the work you're doing with them and communicate what is happening as much as possible. If you feel comfortable, it's also really nice to leave your contact information in case they have questions or can't find something. This can sometimes be difficult if you're moving on to something new and don't have a lot of time, but it is a nice touch and often only takes a minute or two to clarify a small detail that couldn't really be captured in an email or handover list. Someone can just call you up quickly and say, hey, um, we can't find this particular document or we're not sure what you meant by this in your instructions. Can you clarify? That's really great if you can help them out that way. Now, if you're leaving because you really dislike your job and your employer and you can't wait to be out of there, I still recommend you do a solid handover and leave contact information if you're comfortable. It might feel really painful at the time. I know it does feel really painful, but leaving with your head held high, even if they treated you badly, Um, allows you to leave without anyone faulting you for how you left or where your work was at. And if you know what the recency effect is, you also know that we are often remembered for the last thing we do. So leaving with your work as complete as possible with instructions and guidelines for whoever is taking it over, as well as your contact information, can go a really long way in leaving a positive final impression. Now this segues really nicely into my third strategy, and that is to keep it classy and professional online and in the public. Yes, there may be bad blood with your departure for a whole variety of reasons, but social media is not the place for you to air your grievances with the world. No employer or workplace is perfect. And neither are we. But if you weren't willing to give them feedback when you worked there, blasting them online a week after you leave is not going to change them or fix anything. And it's probably going to make you feel lousy a little while after you do it. If the situation was bad, the good news is you got out. 
Yes, it might have been painful and difficult and you might be feeling like you want your pound of flesh, but trust me, this goes away with time. Now, I'm not saying you can't tell the truth about your experience working somewhere, but there is still a professional way to do this. Let's look at an example. Maybe you were really hoping for a promotion and you feel like you were passed over for another candidate and maybe you think it was because of favoritism. Now, this is your perception of whatever the situation was. Unless someone told you explicitly that this happened or you have proof, this is just your perception. You could, of course, be completely correct. But going to everyone you know or going to networking events and telling everyone your boss screwed you over for a promotion because they chose, I don't know, their best friend's niece instead of, instead of choosing you is going to make you sound bitter, petty, and like someone who jumps to conclusions. Instead, you can simply say you left because you didn't see opportunities for an advancement. You're totally telling the truth, but you're also being professional in the process. I know, employers can be unfair, but save those stories for a night out with your most trusted friends or family, and when you're in public, take the high road. It will create more opportunities for you in the future, and you're generally going to feel better. This also goes for interviews. Resist the urge at all costs to bash your employer, your previous employer, during the interview. It always backfires because the employer who's considering you is going to wonder, and I know because I've had these thoughts, hey, if this person doesn't get their way or what they want, are they going to go out there and badmouth us to other people? rather than coming and talking to us. There is another opportunity to share your concerns with your employer before you go. And that's the exit interview. Now, not every organization does exit interviews. And like many things in organizations, HR people often get skipped over for these processes. But it might be available to you. This, of course, can be a delicate matter that again should be handled with grace and professionalism. But if your organization is genuine about wanting feedback, this is the place to share some of your constructive views. Again, make sure you're not personally attacking your coworkers or supervisor. But if you feel like there are some issues that might make the workplace better, this is the place to do it. You want to stay constructive and always focus on your personal experience. You're not there fighting for everyone who remains or advocating on behalf of other people. But if there are ways that you feel the team or organization can improve, this is a great opportunity. It's also really nice to tell them what you liked about working there and to thank them for the opportunity. Again, not everybody leaves for negative reasons. Most of the time we're leaving for other opportunities that we just couldn't get there or maybe to take on a new challenge or maybe to move with our family. And maybe you're leaving for positive reasons, but you still have constructive feedback. The exit interview is a perfect place for these comments and critiques. So if it's available to you, definitely participate in it. Just be mindful of what you say and your 
approach to answering questions. Now, this leads me to my fourth and final strategy for leaving professionally. If you can make sure you take time to say goodbye to your coworkers, this also goes a long way. If they don't organize a lunch or gathering to see you off, invite your coworkers to grab a coffee before you go so you can thank them for your support. If you want to stay in touch, share your personal contact information and let them know where you're headed to next. This ritual might seem kind of trivial, but connections are critical for an HR career or at least a successful one. And burnt bridges are really hard to rebuild. So whenever possible, leave with the door open. Again, you may never know where you might be hiring one of your coworkers, acting as a reference for them, or being on the receiving end of that. Of course, you want to ask for the reference before you go. <laughs> That's always a good strategy. But just keep in mind that you might be seeing these people again. Now, just before I wrap up, I should talk really quickly about references because often people ask me, should I get a reference letter or should I get should I get a reference? Should I get their name and contact information for a reference? And letters are good, but they're not really timeless. So I prefer to secure a reference from someone that you directly reported to. As I said before, as a hiring manager, I'm always going to push to talk to someone that supervised you directly. And just reading a letter um, doesn't really ask me or give me the opportunity to ask about the things I want to know about from that particular place of employment. Again, go back and listen to um, episode 51 and also my conversation with Joel Peterson about reference checks. And I'll put links in the show notes for both of those. But getting the reference before and getting a reference from someone you directly reported to, you know, their name and contact information is the best. If you had a troubling relationship with them, ask a coworker or a client you provided support to. But regardless of who you ask, it's always better if you ask in advance and that you stay in touch in case you need to use them as a reference in the future. Keep them up to date on what you're doing and ask them how they are. And definitely make sure that if you're applying for a new job and you want to use them as a reference, you give them a heads up in advance. Don't tell them, hey, by the way, um, I'm a, I applied for this job and I need a reference and they're going to call you this afternoon. That's not super helpful and they might not be available. So Again, go back and listen to some of my other suggestions in other episodes, but definitely make sure that you're staying in touch so that when the time comes that you want to use them as a reference, they're prepped for that. So make sure you say goodbye. Leave on good terms with your coworkers. You never know when your, your paths are going to cross again in the future, and HR is all about building connections. So really good um, skills to develop and also really important for your entire career. So just as we wrap up here, I want to summarize the four strategies I discussed to help you part ways professionally and with grace are number one, give ample notice. Number two, finish up work projects and transition work in progress. 
Number three, stay professional and classy about your departure. And number four, say goodbye and keep in touch. You know, one of the inevitable realities of a successful career is that you will leave organizations to pursue new opportunities. Rarely does someone find one organization that can support all their dreams and career aspirations. So don't feel bad if you have to go. Just make sure that when the time comes, you do it professionally and with grace. It will allow you to move on with your head held high, your dignity, and hopefully some great experience and connections for whatever the next stage of your career brings. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today and for downloading any past episodes you have listened to. I am once again being blown away by the feedback I'm receiving and the number of people who are tuning in this season. If you've never left a review or comment before, I would really love to hear from you. Or even if you have, you can comment again. Tell me what you're learning and how the podcast is helping you with your HR career. Sharing your feedback online or through the podcast app you're listening to also really helps more people find the show and, of course, benefit from this community and these episodes. If you're loving the pod or have feedback, send me a message on LinkedIn, email, or leave a comment in a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. You can find a link to related episodes in the show notes wherever you're listening, as well as a link to sign up for the HR Fan Club, HR Mentor Fan Club membership, and my newsletter. The Fan Club is a virtual space where you can get access to special bonus episodes of the podcast, resources, and free downloads, as well as a chance to access special discounts on future programs. As always, thank you so much for listening. Your time is appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.